All right. Well, I already screwed up when I did my uh, opening. I hit the wrong one. That wasn't my opening. So maybe Ken Ken messed me up. He threw me off my game already. But that's all right. That's because I was flirt. That's because I was flirting with your head, baby. <laughs> it must have been the kiss on the head. But uh, so uh, I'm Joe DeHoyos. I am the host of Beyond the Woodline. And I am going solo apparently today because Shannon cannot make it. She's out doing her paranormal thing. And uh, I'm sure she's on the road if she hasn't made it to Kansas quite yet. But uh, maybe she'll join us later if she gets a chance. But I have special guests with me. I have um, the Wizards table. How you doing, Angie? Thank you for joining. Um, oops, let me get her out of there. I have Ken Allen and Mistress B. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing me and Ken have, have already been talking off and on. And uh, believe it or not, Mistress B, he has not scared me away. He's just made me want to get you guys on on the show even more so. <laughs> so you're our brand of crazy. I like it. Yeah, I'm saying same kind of crazy as me. So, uh, so, so uh, I didn't scare you away. I didn't scare no. you away, Joe. No, not yet. <laughs> and this is this is Dr. William Lester. I always know when when he says good evening from Atlanta. He's a good hey, dude, man. Dr. William Lester, doctor in anthropology, oh, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Hey, I oh, do nice. Anthropology. That's what she does. Yes, she does. Anthropology. Oh, that's good. That's good. You have a friend here, man. I'm sure he can, you know, give you some pointers or what have you. I don't know who that was. You guys have to give Facebook uh, permission and StreamYard to use your names. Good evening, my dear friends. Good evening to you, too. Um, so, yeah, man, tell me about uh, uh, about y'all's show, The Wizard's Table, because I saw you guys on through another mutual friend of ours, and I watched the show, and I was like, man, I got to have these guys on. You guys look like you were having a hoot. And I said, I'm going to get these guys on, and, you know, I may have bit off more than I can chew, but that's fine. You did, baby. <laughs> but that's all right. Because, right. you know what's, you know what you're Yeah, tell me about the show. You know what got that started? You? Oh, my God. The Wizard's Table Podcast. Mistress B, take it away, baby. Uh, so the podcast got started. And be, oh. be harshly honest, girl. Well, basically, this crazy mother father comes up to me and he says, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. And he was like, I need your help. So I thought the whole time that I'm just going in, helping him design a logo, helping him get it set up. And then two weeks before it premieres, he's like, no, you're my co-host. So that's how that happened. Oh, okay. So how did you guys meet? Uh, we met because... His husband's son is my boyfriend. So we're connected through some family trees over here. Baby. Okay. Okay. That, that's pretty cool. And uh, I guess right away you guys clicked and it was like, we got to do something together. Have some kind of venture, right? Oh, absolutely. We did click 100%. Yeah, it was great. I mean, as soon as I knew um, that she was into the occult, witchcraft, mm -hmm. sorcery, you know, all of those things. And, and the fact fact joe that she did not discriminate against demons right. angels or the jinn it right. was like a magnet it's like i gotta know this bitch right yeah so you guys do deal with the jinn then both of you guys i have a jinn uh and, and yeah. what i mean by that is i've had a jinn spirit with me since uh six since i was six years old okay. that's as far as i can remember back six years old mm -hmm. Yes, I've had a gin spirit as a guardian. A lot of people have guardian angels. Whatever. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, I'm not down on anybody with guardian angels. Angels are powerful. I work with them. I practice Enochian uh, sorcery. But I have a gin spirit. He's been with me since I was six years old. Very powerful entity. Very you powerful. Feel, you can feel Ken's gin when you're around him. Ken has like this heaviness this power that surrounds him and you can feel it. It feels like when you're sitting next to him, like something is pushing on your chest, not in a bad way, just more in the way that like a dog or a cat will sit on your lap and tell you like, Hey, I'm right here. But you can feel his gin. I've never felt anything negative from him though. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, can you explain what a gin is? Uh, well, you know, basically uh, you can go back to hi, Facebook <laughs> user, <laughs> whoever you are. Uh, is that the doctor? 
I don't think so. Okay. I was yeah, going to say I'll, so, 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 baby. Uh, anyway, uh, so a jinn is a non-human entity, not to be confused with a demon. Now, I do work with angels, demons, and jinn. I do again. I do not discriminate. I don't give a shit. Whatever. But you know, power is power. Cersei Lannister. Anyway, <clears throat> um, a, a jinn is an entity that's made up of what's called smokeless fire. Now they are not immortal like demons. They are. They live for thousands and thou hundreds of thousands of years, but they are not immortal. Eventually, they will die of old age, and sometimes they can die when they cross into our realm because they live in a parallel realm uh, to to the Earth realm. They live in parallel parallel realm, and there have been instances of human and gen offspring. I have met people like that. Oh my God! Not only are they hot and sexy, but they're fucking powerful, bro. Um, but a gin is made of smokeless fire. Now I have a theory on that. And I've said this on other podcasts. Well, what is smokeless fire? <laughs> plasma, bitch. Plasma. <laughs> yeah, right. A plasma-based spiritual life form from an uh, uh, a parallel universe. Okay. And that was Robert, by the way. He said Ken and Mistress B. That was Love you, Robert. You're hey, Robert. freaking amazing, dude. We're gonna have you back on soon. And what about you, Mistress B? You have any experience with the gin? Uh, no, I have only seen Ken's gin. I mean, not seen him, but I've only had experience with Ken's gin. Um, I'd like to work with them more. I've actually seen the place that Ken's gin resides. I got that special honor. I can't say anything else about it, but okay. it was impressive to see and to experience. So how long have you guys been involved in the occult? Uh, you know, oh was, it something that, that, was it something you were born with or something you just got into? Okay, so it, it, if it's okay with you, Mistress B, I'm going to start and then I'll let you go, baby. Go for it. All right. So, uh, all right. I've been practicing the occult in uh, or magic or the occult, whatever, in one form or another. Um, shit, did I just burp? Live? Yeah. Holy <laughs> cow. Okay, um, <laughs> um, I've been involved with the occult since I was about 11 years old or, or practicing since I was 11 years old. My mother is Sicilian. Her mother was Sicilian and her mother was Sicilian. So I started practicing what's called strega. Strega is Italian folk magic. All right. Italian folk magic obviously has a lot of uh, Catholicism you know, embedded in it. It's deep. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's saturated. So that's where I started. So I've been practicing since I was 11 and I am now 45. Mm -hmm. Long time, long time. Yeah. Um, I was actually raised Christian, so uh -huh. I was not allowed to do anything remotely related to magic. I wasn't even allowed to watch Power Rangers when I was little because they did magic. Um, and when I was in my early 20s, um, I started questioning my religion and looking into other sorts of religions and just what else was out there. And I found divination, especially through tarot cards, and I loved it. And I had a natural instinct with it. And I've always been an empath. And so that just kind of spiraled from there. And I'm still growing my practice and figuring out what works for me. And having Ken as my mentor has been incredibly helpful because I get to see every branch of magic that I want because, you know, he doesn't discriminate between good and evil, black and white, whatever it's, it's whatever, whatever I want to learn. He's there to teach me. That, that's pretty cool uh, that he would be a mentor. That's, uh, that's probably the biggest surprise of the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. No. <clears throat> well, I'm just, I'm just I, love, I really love her. Um, uh, you know, with regards to our podcast, the wizard's table, uh, she has done so much for me. She, she handles all the tech issues. I don't know shit about computers, dude, but I can tell you a lot of shit about Ouija boards, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I, that, that was something I wanted to get into later on, but since you brought it up, you know, so you, you dealt with it, right, Ken? Yes, of course. Yeah. And what has been your experience with the Ouija boards? 
everything's been positive as far as I'm concerned. Uh, obviously, that's up to perspective. Uh, first, I want to say there are no absolutes. I don't give a shit what anybody says. There is no such thing as an absolute. There are no binaries. Mm-hmm. There's no binary. There's no absolute evil or absolute good. That's bullshit. Nothing, nothing can exist that way. Yeah. It, it, it just can't, dude. I mean, it just can't. So um, all I have done divination with the Ouija board. I have done past life regressions for other people with the Ouija board. I've contacted spirits. Um, people, okay, so for example, this, this woman contacted me. Her mother died and the house was haunted or whatever. Okay, maybe it was haunted. I don't know. I didn't know at the time, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me bring my Ouija board. So I set up a Ouija board. I set up a uh, digital recorder and I set up a spirit box. By the way, I have that real famous spirit box that uh, what the fuck is his name? Zach Beggins uses or whatever. You know, and the the voices come through. So I was using all three of those things at one time, but, but all three of them confirmed what my instincts told me because I'm an empath too, but I've tried to cut that shit off because it's too much for me to handle. It's insane. That's why I can't smoke marijuana because it makes my third eye go, ow, you know, but uh, I've had nothing but positive results with the Ouija board. By the way, I do want to say this. Yes, the Ouija board is a type of necromancy. And guess what, you paranormal investigators? Using a spirit box is a type of a necromancy. Calling on spirits to talk to you through a digital recorder is a type of necromancy. It's, it's fucking true, baby. Mm-hmm. It's necromancy. You are trying to communicate with the dead. What else the fuck would it be? <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely correct on that. And I've always thought that, at least about the spirit box, but you know, now that you're talking about the digital recorder, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, baby. Yeah. And uh, so, no, I've, I've had nothing but positive results with the uh, Ouija board and with the pendulum. Actually, I have laid the Ouija board down, done my spells, my incantations, my prayers, and used the pendulum over the Ouija board. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really? A lot of people don't even think you got to think out. So you got to think like Loki from Marvel or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. you know, or, or the Norse God Loki, whom I, uh, I actually used to work with the Norse gods and I had sex with Loki one time, but that's for another show. Anyway, um, that's for the premium <laughs> channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does not have dark hair. He's redheaded and he has a few freckles right here, but anyway, he's a ginger. <laughs> But you can use the pendulum over the Ouija board, and it's fucking amazing. Voodoo. Oh, my God. Yes, of course. Voodoo. West African as opposed to how it is viewed in the United States. I th- Okay, so my religion, Facebook user, whoever you are. Dr. William Lester. All right, doctor. Doctor. I am actually um, a voodooist or a voodooist. That is my religion. Voodoo is my religion. So, oh oh my God, it's so different. You have New Orleans slash Creole voodoo, which is non-initiatory. And then you have what's uh, the Haitian voodoo, which is very initiatory. And the thing about it is if, if, if you are, (laughs) if you're, uh, okay, a little blonde, white girl in her mama's basement trying to fucking practice voodoo and calling on Papa Legba and Baron Samde and Maman Bridget and all these, you know, uh, Loa spirits of the voodoo pantheon. The bitch, you're going to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some bad shit going to happen to you, baby. It's your makeup going to get smeared and your face going to get smacked. And some people have, okay, all seriousness, some people have actually died because of it. You do not practice, especially Haitian voodoo or voodoo, unless you are initiated. Now, Creole slash New Orleans voodoo, that's a little different, but you still need to know your shit. You need to know what the law want. You still need to know the proper way to create the veves using the cornmeal or the bone dust. 
Voodoo right. is very heavy on respect. And if you don't yes. have respect for for the Loa and you don't have respect for your ancestors, because your ancestors are a lot of the times how you you communicate to these Loa. Like if you don't if you don't have your stuff set up, you're gonna get fucked up. So don't just go, you know, make a little poppet and think that you're a voodoo priestess now because you're not. Yeah, I have a voodoo. I have a voodoo temple and uh, Mistress B. I've showed it to you. It's gorgeous and it smells amazing. Y'all know anything about the West Africa voodoo? I don't know much about the West African voodoo. Okay, no, I've always wanted I to learn that, but um, yeah. it's very powerful stuff. It's very secret, very secret stuff. Um, yeah, it's, and it's different because it's not based on principles of Catholicism as exactly. much as Americanized voodoo is. They well, had to do it that way because when they came over, they weren't allowed to practice their own religion. So they adopted it to Catholicism so that they could still practice in secret so that by praying to a certain saint or a certain angel, they're praying to a certain law. Damn right, baby. Okay. And what about Jamaican voodoo? She okay, I, crazy. I'm not messing with that. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with all the love. <laughs> Manja, with all on. due respect, right? Now, now, the only thing I do know about Jamaican voodoo is uh, weed, marijuana, is a big part of the ceremonialism of uh, Jamaican voodoo. Mm -hmm. um, but now, in my voodoo or voodoo temple, I have what's called a potomitan. Okay? And Mistress B can testify to this it's a huge freaking pole that goes from from the floor it's embedded in concrete i created this shit myself you know it took me like several days to create it <clears throat> but it's embedded in a huge massive thing of concrete it's like 900 pounds of concrete and the pole goes up 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 into the roof all right that's where the law the law come down and they meet you and I use uh, my offerings. See, I have a good relationship with Loki, the real Loki, not that Marvel shit, and Papa Legba. All right. So I, I use a lot of Jamaican rum in my offerings, and um, I have I have used rabbits and chickens and squirrels as an offering. At first, it was rather difficult, but once I seen the power that it gave me, I didn't give a shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but yeah, and, and I don't mean power like just straight up occult power, like Thantos with a fucking glove on. I mean spiritual, spiritual enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment. The Loa, Papa Legba, Baron Samade, Mount Bridget, you know, all, all, all these entities, they're real, they're 100% real. And then you have what's called um, the creator. Um, okay, so the creator in Voodoo Pantheon is Bandai um, Muscogee. My father is Muscogee. My mother's Sicilian. All right, so the Muscogee creator is called Hisakonamisi, the giver and taker of the breath of life. They're all the same thing. It's all the same energy, bro. Mm -hmm. My buddy Lupe right there. A good guy. <laughs> so how do you guys incorporate this into your daily lives or do you voodoo yeah prayer for me it's prayer the low i don't give a shit what i do outside of that you know i give offerings um i i have a schedule where i give uh papa legba or leg boss or peter saint peter leg boss because um all right when you get into the the catholic voodoo type stuff or whatever that would be like 12 hours of podcasting, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, St. Peter Lake Boss, but um, I give him like one week of solid devotion. What is Baba Loa? I say someone asked a question about that. Y'all know anything about that? Baba Lao uh, is a priest. Uh, Baba Lao is a priest. I'm very good friends with a magnificent Baba Lao. His name is Jean Jerome Baudry. He's oh, very, yeah. very, yes, exactly. Very powerful. He has a podcast. Mm -hmm. And can I mention that? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Jean Jerome Baudry called Ancestral Eyes. I have nothing but the best respect for that man. 
Oh my God. He's incredible. He's so knowledgeable. He's so powerful. And he's also so ridiculously sweet and respectful. He's down to answer questions. He's been incredible and an incredible friend to the wizard's table. Yes, he has. He's a priest of what's called Ifa. I-F-A. Ifa. Now, I don't know much about Ifa, and I will admit that. Ifa is extremely powerful. It predates voodoo or voodoo. Um, it is extremely initiatory. If you try to, baby, <laughs> if your ass tries to practice Aoife without being initiated, you will be struck down by fucking lightning from heaven and hell. Yeah, you'd have more, you'd have more luck trying to summon Satan on your own than you would trying to practice that without being initiated. Yeah, that's serious stuff. And this is William Lester again. What is the biggest mistake people make in conjuring spirits when they don't know what they're doing? Mr. B, do you want it or do you want me to take it, baby? It's up to yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. What you say? Biggest, I'll start. I think okay. the biggest mistake is not establishing your own protection. Because if you don't know what you're doing and you end up with a spirit that's too powerful, you're going to be screwed. Because you can call on whoever you want. It's not <laughs> up to you to call on the spirit. It's whichever spirit wants to answer. This is why so many people get into trouble when they're using Ouija boards and stuff like that is because they're trying to talk to grandma. Meanwhile, they get a demon and they're not ready for it. <laughs> um, basically what she said, amen. <laughs> or hail Satan. I don't fucking care. Amen, baby. Yeah. She, no, and bull, all bullshit aside, she speaks the truth. Yes. Right. Yeah, you got to use protection. Uh, uh, some of the protection, <laughs> some of the uh, protection uh, methods that I use is, uh, for example, the LBRP, the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, which is actually very simple. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not. Uh, for your viewers who don't know, and if you don't know, Joe, look up LBRP. Honestly, you can just type in LBRP on Google, or you can type in Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram. It's extremely powerful. Extremely it's also powerful. really simple. So simple, his son knows it. Yeah. he's My son is four years old. He's beautiful. He has long blonde hair. Well, like me, right? But my son actually can speak Hebrew at four years old. And the, the, the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram is spoken in Hebrew. Let me ask you guys something. You guys are certainly, you know, giving some good advice, and uh, you guys have a lot of respect. I can tell. But have you guys ever gotten in over your heads? I have not. I very much am aware of my own power and my own capabilities. That's why I won't use a Ouija board without Ken because I know that I'm not strong enough to deal with whatever I can call on. I know right. that I have a very powerful voice, so I won't. Okay. To the best of, yeah, yeah. To the best of my knowledge, I have never had a bad experience when practicing the occult ever, ever. Um, I have met some pretty uh, fucking badass demons, Piamon. Whoo, baby, Piamon. Lord Jesus, girl. Piamon is like is second only to Lucifer, but baby, God damn, is he sexy. But anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never had any problems, Joe. There you go. Hey, Shannon. Hey, I just got off the road. I'm sorry. I'm so I like your hair, girl. Your hey, hair looks good. I said, you're, you're, you're breaking up. We can't yeah. hear you. I just got off the road. She said she just got off the road. No, I had a seven-hour drive to get to the Just wanted to get to the you guys want? Let's see. What can the guests tell us about the nature, habits, and motivations of demons? I think that they each have their own. It's up to each of them. They, they just like people. They all have their own personalities, and you have to learn their individual kinks. Um, right. Ken can speak on it more, but it, it it's hard to say that you know they're all evil and they're all tricksters because that's not true. They're, that's they're right. not. They can be really powerful allies, and even angels can be quote unquote evil. So you yeah. have to figure out what your motivation is, 
what their motivation is and how they align to figure out who you need to call on. And you have to figure out what level they're on because if you're dealing with something big, you got to get a big demon to handle it. That's right. Because see, uh, I've done exorcisms, uh, not just uh, Roman Catholic exorcisms, but I have done exorcisms where I've had to call upon uh, powerful, powerful, high ranking demons to get rid of subordinate demons who are actually possessing people. I have seen a hell of a lot of supernatural activity with regards to um exorcisms dude i've seen shit that you wouldn't fucking believe bro your audience wouldn't believe it. i don't talk about it much on podcasts anymore but, because people think i'm either lying or i'm just full of shit or i'm crazy which yeah, i'm a little crazy but whatever but I, i've seen some crazy shit but yeah again i i usually call upon a higher ranking demon to remove a low ranking demon because usually a demon that possesses somebody is a um, 90% of the time a lower ranking demon, like an imp like demon, you know, a no named whatever the fuck. Right. Okay. And a lot of it isn't evil. Some of it's just mischief. They get bored. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Angels. Yeah. I had to do a, uh, not an exorcism, but I had to banish an angel one time. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, okay. It was a, it was a, uh, it used to be a Catholic church and it like went out of business, decommissioned, whatever. And, uh, uh, a family bought the house or the church and it was basically decommissioned. So this particular angel was very upset and very angry that this, uh, house was no longer a church. And because of that, it started, you know, throwing things around. It didn't hurt anybody. It wasn't bad. There was no scratching or biting or any of that shit you hear on like, you know, these travel channel shows or whatever, where they try to, you know, sensationalize a lot of shit, you know? Uh, but the angel was there and it was angry. And here's how I knew. So I practice uh, shamanism as well. So I got in what's called a shamanic state of consciousness or an altered state of consciousness using a hand drum. 220 beats per minute. It's easy. Everybody in the world is programmed to do that because everybody in the world that genetically comes from a shamanic society at one point in time, just boom, 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 boom. I met with my gin in the state. My gin said, uh, not in so many words, obviously, dude, you're dealing with an angel. You're dealing with an angel. I'm like, for real? <laughs> what? This is the first time for me, you know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're dealing with a being of light, you know, a celestial entity. I was like, well, shit, That's, what should I do? So he gave me some pointers. So I called upon my boy Orobos, Orobos, who is a demon, powerful demon. Um, look up Orobos. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so I called upon Orobos and I conjured him into the residence to banish the angel. Yes. Oh, baby. Yes, baby. That's a true story. I swear anything on it, girl. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have had demons help you and I guess angels work against you? Well, I, I've had demons help me. I've had angels help me. I've gin had I've had gin help me. And I have a, I had uh demons go against, angels go against, and uh the gin go against. Yeah, it's like I said, nothing's nothing is absolute. Right. Nothing is absolute, dude. It, it, it's energies playing on energies, playing on energy, shit going back and forth. It's fucking chaos. I a lot also of drama. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so there's a lot of drama. Yeah. Yeah. Them bitches is full of drama. You think humanity got drama? Oh, my God. Those infernals and celestials, them bitches got some drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. For real, though. <laughs> Do you want to add anything to that, Mr. B? I think basically you got to remember that all of this stuff existed before we did, and we don't know the whole story. So it's kind of, it, it basically is like high school drama. You can't assume that somebody's right because they're an angel and somebody's wrong because they're a demon. You got to look at everybody's individual stories and try and piece it together. And to get what you want, you have to find the person that's closest in line to you. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely right. Love you. You're uh, you're fucking amazing, Mr. Speed. That's why you're my co-host. Love you too. Ken. On the Wizards Table podcast. <laughs> anyway, Facebook user. Maybe this is the doctor. Yes. 
Uh, I don't know yet. We'll find out. Have the guests ever experienced? Now, see, <laughs> I don't even spell that shit. Yeah, don't fuck with the Wendigo. Oh I'll bitch, you gonna say it? Well, I'll say it one time just to make sure everybody knows I'm serious. All right. That shit's like Lord Voldemort. Don't name it. Don't fuck with it. Right, don't right. find them. Don't do anything because the way that those are created is some fucking fucked up shit and you don't want to touch it. <laughs> no, baby. You know, um, you know like I, I, I told both of you guys, I actually, you know, I come from the world of Bigfoot and cryptids. And I all. And I often wonder because people are always like, uh, they see, you know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch or, you know, a Wendigo or whatever, all, you know, uh, skinwalkers. I think they're all different entities. Yeah. I think the Bigfoot that I look for is flesh and blood. It's an animal of earth. But I think there are other entities out there that people confuse with Bigfoot. And it all gets lumped into that one category that, that Bigfoot can jump through portals. Bigfoot is interdimensional. Bigfoot is supernatural. I don't think that's true. I think there are other creatures out there that are getting lumped in with poor little Bigfoot. You know, that's getting... why I don't. That's why I don't like the term cryptids necessarily because it encompasses too much. There right. are creatures that we don't know about, like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot and that sort of thing, that are relatively harmless on an earth scale level and then there are other entities that you just don't want to fuck with like freaking fairies and like you don't want to mess with fairies don't ever take a gift no, in the forest you just don't, don't baby do it. and <laughs> you sure no that, absolutely go ahead go ahead. i'm sorry no no she said don't take what into the forest don't take gifts from the forest. If you find something in the forest that you're like, hey, this isn't supposed to be there, don't take it. It's a fairy gift and they'll ruin your life. That's right. And you don't want to sit down. You do not want to like walk into and or sit down in what's called a fairy ring. Okay. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you familiar with fairy rings, Joe? Not really, but I've come across a couple of strange I'm sure you have. In, yeah. And, uh, you know, while I've been out into the woods, yeah, I've, I've seen some strange stuff, you know. And I'm okay. Like, so a fairy ring is basically a cluster of mushrooms in a circle. Okay. If you stand inside that, um, <clears throat> not so much today because the technology and shit or whatever, they know what the fuck they're doing. I you know? saw that on Saturday. I saw that Saturday. And the person I was with, I said, man, check this out, you know? Yeah. It was a Saturday? Yeah. Saturday um, or Sunday? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But they can they can screw you up, bro. They can screw Sunday. you up. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. step inside of a fairy ring. Most people's like, oh, look at me. I'm in a fairy ring. They can fuck you up, bro. They can <laughs> screw you up, man. Fairies you, are you, powerful. They oh, are yeah. mischievous. They will They're not deadly. give up. Oh they're yeah, deadly. they're very deadly. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody asked about Oribus. Isn't Oribus sometimes depicted as an anthropomorphic horse? What can the guest tell us about this? He's the fifty-fifth demon in the Goetia. In the Goetia, look up Lemegaton, the book Lemegaton. If you don't have this book, I encourage you to buy the Lemegaton and look up Oribus. Okay, he's very powerful demon, um, but he is extremely extremely friendly that's right he's a fallen angel but he's extremely friendly to the sorcerer he will not allow other demons or other entities of any race to screw with the sorcerer he's very protective of you if you call upon Orbus, bitch he got you baby he got you baby <laughs> These questions have been coming from uh, William Lester. Yeah, he's asking some good questions today. Thank you, William Lester. Yeah. So, you know, you're, uh, you said you were doing uh, forensic anthropology, mistress, right? Yeah, so, that's actually what my college degree is in. Um, okay. I've always been fascinated with puzzles and the human body and bones especially. So okay. I actually went to college for forensic anthropology. She's I don't kinky. use it now. <laughs> she's, she's kinky. <laughs> so does that so do you incorporate that at all or with the occult or the occult into your anthropology? 
Um, I like to use my anthropological background when I'm learning about new types of magic. Um, I like to do research on the culture and the history and that sort of thing and figure out where the magic comes from to really figure out if I can apply it to myself and to my path. Because if I don't align with the culture at all, like, it, it just, it, I know it won't be helpful for me. It's a, it's a negative and a positive meeting together sort of thing. Have you had experience with the puck wedges? You guys are familiar with that or not? Oh, those don't are, mess yeah. with puck wedges either. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we're right there with the, all right, those, those some ugly bastards. All right. Um, okay. So real quick, real quick with regards to the puck wedges, get you a, get you a pine cone baby all right facebook user i don't know if you're a girl or a guy but I call, everybody, I call everybody baby what joe that was william again okay i call everybody baby whatever it's just who i am um get you a pine cone baby and douse that bitch you see this right here douse it with um it's not spearmint what the fuck is it Peppermint? Peppermint, yes. Douse that bitch with peppermint oil and throw that shit at the pug wudgie. Or or where the pug wudgie was. That bitch will be frozen. It can't move. It can't do shit. It's done. Over. End of game. <laughs> Bloop. Like Resident Evil, baby. Aramon. Holy fuck. <laughs> We're asking the hard hitting questions out yes, here. I love this shit. Otterman, he's a badass. I fucking love him. <laughs> Who is he or what is he or? Uh, that comes from Zoroastrianism. That comes from Zoroastrianism, which is basically uh, where Christianity comes from when you get down to it. You know, um, he's the evil god. You have Ahura Mazda, which is the benevolent god. And then you have. Um, uh, Araman, who is like the the Satan, or in um, Islam is the uh, Iblis, you know, the jinn that refused to bow down to Adam because Adam was made of clay and the jinn are made of smokeless fire. Don't you guys love his name? Who? Yeah. You, would you, no, uh, my Walter. guest right here. Yeah. Yeah. Would you Would you believe? Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is his it. real name. Really, Enoch. Enoch. That's fucking great, That's man. Awesome. I yeah. hope the hell he practices Enochian magic. <laughs> he is a Viking. Oh, fuck yeah. Hail Thor. That's yeah. even better. Hail Thor, Odin, Freya, and fucking Loki, baby. Yeah. He's, he's, one of my, he's one of my best friends. That's so. awesome. No, yeah. no, for real. That's awesome. Enoch. I love it. Walter Enoch. That's great. I am. I don't know what he's saying. I am. I don't know what he's saying I am about, but he is. Probably he's one cool dude. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Enoch, dude, bro, send me a friend's request because I can tell you some awesome shit about Loki, bro. He when actually he's... messaged me a while ago. He said he wants to have you on his show. He has a show uh, okay. about, about how paranormal is what it's called. I've it's heard of that so show. Cool. I know. I've heard of that show. Yeah. Well, he's yes. been on my show a few times, and so he's mentioned it. Does he have a beard and shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. He's got his hair I shouldn't have shaved tonight. I had barely a goatee. I can't afford beard. No, no. I, I, I have heard of his show, and um, I could uh, we could talk about Saith and stuff like that. You know, I had Freya Oswin, by the way, Enoch. I had Freya Oswin on my show, and I know you know who she is. And me and Mr. Spear are going to have Kadrick Olson on our show soon, too. So you guys are my next guest. Hell yeah, we are. We're in. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> this is what happens. I just get dragged along to things. That's right. You don't have a choice. Hail Thor. Hail Odin. Hail Freya, Loki, Siv, you know, Hamdile. Um, whoever. You know, one of, the, one of the things right off the bat I like about you guys is that you guys know your limits and you know what to do and what not to do and you're not just out there gunslinging away, you know no, what I'm no, saying? No, 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 you know, and I like and that you guys are actually have respect and you're thinking about what we you're do. doing. We you do. Know. I mean, you, I talk a you guys look like you have a lot of fun and, and you have a lot of passion about what you do. But, you know, I, I can tell you guys actually, you know, like, you know what, this, this, 
always being careful, I guess, you know. It's serious stuff. Jack, yeah, when right. it comes, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it is very, very serious stuff. And uh, obviously, you got to have fun with it, you know. Um, but you got to be fucking serious, too, man. Because right. there's some yeah. shit out there that will murder you. And exactly. I don't just mean on a spiritual level, but it will physically kill you, this shit, if you're right. not careful. It's like riding a motorcycle. You can have all the fun you want. You can pop your wheelies. You can go 100 miles an hour. But if you're not safe and you're not responsible, you're going to end up on the pavement. Your yeah. metaphors make me wet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, what about, you know, there are people out there who want to get started in this, you know, and or want to, I don't know, dabble is the right word if you want someone necessarily dabbling in this You know stuff. what? Dabble is not a bad word. I like it because it's so anti-fucking-cosmic, you know? It's like, I want to dabble. I love that <laughs> shit. Take it, Mr. Speak. I think if you want to dabble, I would look into your own sort of history. See what you've been born into. You have a lot of Italian blood. You have a lot of Italian family. Start with Italian folk magic. Same there are so many other, like, cultural magics that you can look into and if you don't know try something small try divination tarot cards pendulum maybe a little bit of candle magic that stuff won't get you in trouble as trying to conjure a demon on your first day out um shit there was something i was going to say to walter damn it but that vampire question screwed me up which is a great question by the way thank you for asking that's um, actually, it goes back to Samarium, um, Babylonian, then ancient summer. But um, <clears throat> shit, I'm sorry, Enoch. Or, you know. Um, let's see. I think that I've always wanted, we, we really, really want to have a vampire on our show, like a live vampire. We have always wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've always wanted on the Wizard's Table podcast. A little pun cool. there. We've always wanted to interview a uh, modern-day vampire. Um, we'd rather have somebody who's a real fucking vampire because they do exist, okay? Right. There are a few of them. You know, back in... I, I, I used to love... I mean, well, I still do. I love Anne Rice, okay? I had this fantasy, and I used to go out on my back porch, look up at the stars, and say, God damn, Lestat, please come and bite me here or any other where you want. Um... But I love Anne Rice. And the Egyptian thing obviously holds water. Anne Rice tapped into something. She really did. She, she's a great author. I know she went all Christian and nomine patre sed filii spiritus sancte and all that shit. But she is a good author. But yes, uh, Egypt. That's right. Very good. Um, and ancient Sumer or the Sumerians. That's truly where the vampires started. They started in the sands, the desert of ancient summer. They were the dunes. They were the dunes because the dunes were considered things that took a life away from people. And what is life? Blood is life. And it makes sense if you think about it. If you're in like a, a dry, arid climate and you don't have a lot of water and water is what humans need to survive, they have to find something else. So it makes sense that they were born in the desert because they didn't have the life water. So they had to find their life blood somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, they did. <laughs> they did. So. Walker says you are good. I don't know what that means. Her. You talking about me, baby, or her, baby? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, like, um, what about books? Would you recommend a good book for someone to read? Or holy cow! Oh my god, dude! I yeah, have. I'm, read... I'm you guys have a lot of books, but dude, I have read. Think about someone who's starting out. Okay, you know what? Y'all gonna think I'm crazy as hell. And I'm nah, nah. speaking yet. <laughs> no, not me. Yeah, um, uh, so, uh, I, and I've said this on, uh, actually, it was on our podcast, wasn't it? Somebody at Nancy, it was a chick named Nancy, um, who, by the way, is so cool. And she likes to use, uh, what's that little, <laughs> when the she bakes this, Yeah, she likes to bake shit, whatever. But in, <laughs> she asked about starting out, right? 
And um, I said, honestly, I mean, uh, you guys are going to say, oh, my God, can you fucking suck, you asshole? Scott Cunningham. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Start out with Scott Cunningham. It, it, Cunningham. It's very basic. Yeah. It's very <laughs> simple, but that is a good place to start. It really yeah. is. Because yeah, I've read some of his books. Yeah. Okay, so you know, you know. Yeah. Um, he was a very, very well-known and obviously loved guy in the witchcraft and pagan, specifically Wiccan community. No, I'm not Wiccan. I don't do that shit, but whatever, you know, more power to you if you do. Uh, but I would recommend Scott Cunningham. He gives the very bare basics of things like this. Now, now this book right here, um, you, yeah, you probably don't want to start with the black grimoire. Okay. You um, another really good book. I would read Freya Oswin's book. Yeah, Hers is incredible. She talks about dragon magic, which I think that if you're starting out in magic, like I said, you want to get your protection down. You want to get your ancestors all lined up. But dragon magic is really, really helpful. And Patty Negri. Patty Negri. Uh, we interviewed oh. Patty Negri from Ghost Adventures. She's, she's the psychic medium from Ghost Adventures. Patty Negri has some great... Uh, what. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, Patty, if you're watching, forgive me, but she has some good books on dragon magic as well. But you know what? Learn. I, I tell you what, learn the LBRP, learn the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, learn Tetragrammaton, which is one of the oldest known names of God. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. That name has power. Tetragrammaton. And what about, uh, I don't know, you want to call them tools that they can use or for beginning, starting out, whether it be crystals or the pendulum, or would you tell them to stay away from the Ouija board until you get better? Or um, I'm a little irresponsible, so I'd say just, you know, start playing with the Ouija board and see what happens. But uh, when it comes, <laughs> actually, I, I would say, it, right? <laughs> right, just fucking dive in, dude. But no, um, you want to get you a wand. You want to get a wand. I would recommend a wand and a, a dagger made of iron or steel, preferably iron, because a lot of negative energies do not like iron. They loathe iron. Hence, one of the reasons why a lot of ancient cemetery or old cemeteries were surrounded by wrought iron fences because uh, it kept it held the spirits in. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't like iron fairies, fairies. They don't like iron either. No, they don't like iron. You'll piss them off and they'll kill you in your sleep. But um, <laughs> I think crystals are a really good place to start too because they're basically yes. neutral on the magical scale. I think if you want to dabble into magic, start with things that are only positive um, and start noticing the changes in your life. Get you a couple crystals, get you uh, candle magic is really, really great. Um, and it's really intuitive because a lot of it is color associations and your own associations with them. So like, if you think blue is calming, use some blue candles. If you think purple is royalty and power, use that. Watch you get your new job. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, she's right on the money. She's good. I mean, you know, how long have you been practicing now, girl? Um, probably only like four years. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're amazing. You're great. Yeah, you have some great answers. Yeah, she's... She's amazing. She's great. Um, I love her so much, and I want to hug her and touch her hair. Um, there was something I was going to say, but I don't remember now, but it's cool. Um, but yeah, dragon magic is good. Uh, it's cool. Uh, Patty Negri, again, she, she knows her shit. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell people start soft like a DJ Conway, but I have a lot of respect for DJ Conway because DJ Conway's books got me started on the heathen slash Asathru path. Okay. Uh, that's where I started to meet Loki and uh, Odin and Hela and all those people that uh, Enoch would know. Yeah. And definitely start learning about 
a bunch of different pantheons. Yes. Find one that aligns to you, but learn about the other ones too, because they all exist at the same time. It's not one or the other. Start learning different symbolisms for different entities because they'll call to you in a lot of weird ways. Um, I've been called by Athena. I heard my first owl the other night and it was the loudest sound I've ever heard. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to work with Athena now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be ancestral. It doesn't have to be bloodline. You know, uh, 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 Papa Legba, Papa Legba, or Legbas, or Tida Legbas. You know, uh, he called to me many years ago. I had a dreams about him. It was like nine nights in a row. Well, the number three and nine are very sacred to Papa Legba. You mm -hmm. have a mo you you have a recurring dream for nine nights in a row. It's like, oh my God, am I going crazy? What the hell's going on here? Uh, he wants to work with you. Um, so it doesn't have to be blood or ancestral. Just do it. Let the experience happen. Let it happen. You know, if it calls to you or if the, the, the gods or the jinn or the demons or angels or whatever the fuck you want to call them, these energies, they call to you. Just let it happen, baby. Just let it happen. As long as you don't fuck with closed practices. A closed practice is a closed practice for a reason. That Absolutely. is where the line is drawn. Other than that, go balls to the wall. That's right. That's right. You know, I went to, uh, Joe, I went to a pagan festival many, many years ago. Oh, my God. Was it 2010 or 2011? All I know is I was younger and more attractive. <laughs> but this fuck, oh, my God, dude. This pagan festival. They were drinking and dancing wildly. I mean, these bitches was, it was in Virginia. These bitches was naked around the fire. They had an orgy later that night. I I, I regretfully declined. <laughs> but man, there were so many people there uh, that, that had a connection to like Medusa. To, oh, to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they looked at Medusa as a type of goddess that was done wrong by uh, Poseidon. Read the lore, read, read the right. mythology, you know. Um, uh, some people who are devoted to, uh, obviously, again, Medusa. Uh, uh, some people who were devoted to Osiris, to Isis. I had Isis call me one time. Dude, that shit was fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> As a person who tries to embrace African ancestry, I am drawn to the recognition of Ra, have the guest experience with not a whole lot. I have worked with raw, but uh, a little bit. Um, he's powerful, but I couldn't tell you much. I'm so sorry. I wish I could, um, but he is uh, very powerful and enlightening. And my God, the energy he puts out will wake you up. It's like doing a line of cocaine, baby. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just being honest. what to do if someone puts a spell there's a really easy way to actually tell if you've been cursed take an egg take a glass of water crack your egg into the glass of water and if you see blood if you see a lot of little trails like taking an egg and a glass of water is one of the easiest ways another way you can do it is you can light a candle you can watch how it flickers you can do some divination with tarot cards there are all sorts of things to be able to tell. But honestly, if you feel like you have something on you, it's your intuition guiding you. You probably have something on you. Do a little divination to figure out who did it and what it is and how to get it off you. 100%. I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I had uh, a hex put on me. And for like two years, I could not figure out what the hell was going on with me. Mm. I was like, it's fog. I... There were other things going on, you know, and I had no idea what the hell was going on. And one day somebody called me up who lived in South Carolina at the time. I'm here in Houston. And she called me up. She's a friend of mine. And she told me that she, you know, she dealt with all this stuff. And uh, I don't want to give out too much detail. I'll tell you guys off the air. And she named the person that I know that that deals with this and who put that shit on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know what the hell. I thought I was fucking in the, in the depression or something, but I didn't feel like I was yeah. depressed, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in, a, in a depression. I, I felt normal for the most part, but I just felt like I was being pulled down 
I felt like I was in this fog. <laughs> I just couldn't get out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you guys about that off the air, you know. Sure. You, have to, you have to trust yeah. your intuition. Your Absolutely. intuition knows what's up. Yeah, there's a lot of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, of course, Robert will dance. Uh, <laughs> Robert Rigi. But there's a lot of uh, things that me and Mistress B uh, will talk about on uh, your podcast and other podcasts. Yeah. And there's then there's stuff that we will talk about on the Wizards Table podcast. But but there's some things that we just will not we refuse to talk about right. at all to the public. There's certain information and uh, wisdoms wisdoms that we will just not give. Because it like, you know, it, it, it's a hard road when you practice the occult. It's a hard road. You got to work your ass off to gain this, this knowledge, this wisdom. And yes, it's power. There's power here. Absolutely. There's power here. And sometimes the spirits uh, will put taboos on you. That's okay. right. They will put taboos on you. I mean, I, there's, I've known some, some uh, heathens who have taboos where they can't eat rabbit. They can't eat rabbit or certain gods and goddesses will have nothing more to do with them. The point is you, you, we, we talk about certain things. We talk about what we can, we talk about what we can, you know? Um, and for the most part, we're pretty transparent, you know, obviously, you know, I don't give a shit, but there are some things that I keep locked up. Bokor. Yeah, Bokor is a, uh, he, he's not a Voodoo priest. He's not a Voodoo priest. He's a Voodoo sorcerer. And he works, uh, he's called, he, he's like a two, what's called a two headed doctor or, or someone who works with both hands in Voodoo. He practices both uh, good and black magic in Voodoo. Uh, he will fuck a person up for money or he will bless them for money. That's what a Bokor is. I served as a Bokor for a while, but there were some things I would not do. When I had a lady come to me one time that wanted me to terminate a, uh, oh my God, I don't even want to say it. She wanted me to terminate something. Okay. Let's just say her husband, her husband left her for another woman and this woman got pregnant. Okay. You follow me? Mm -hmm. I told her, fuck no, I'm not doing that. No way. No way. I will not do that. I, I hung up on her. I blocked her on Facebook. I, you know, I won't do that. I won't cross that line. No way in hell. I have a son. Children right. are sacred. They're holy. They're holy. But not all Bokor are like that. You get some that are just in it for the money and That's right. whatever people want. There are a lot that are working against against good and they'll, they'll either do it for money or they'll do it just because they can. Yeah. Just because they can. Absolutely. Just because they can exercise that power and they do have that power. They have that power. They can do that shit. Mm -hmm. Children are off limits. As far as I'm concerned, no way in hell. No way. Mm -mm. Well guys, we're coming up on the end of the show, but I want you guys to maybe tell the audience something positive, give some positive energy out there to them or, you know, just uh, say whatever. You know what? I want to talk about some cool kick-ass shit, bro. Thank you, Walter. I want to hear from you. Send me a friends request, baby. Um, I'll tickle your beard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, real quick, uh, we talked a little bit about it, this, Joe. And I'm sorry, Mr. B. I got to get this shit out because I maybe I'm just easily amused. I don't know, but I love this shit. So I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right. And the blue man on there, what the hell is his name? Undo, Undo, Yondu, whatever. Yondu. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when he was, when he had his arrow and he was going down, right. You know, when he was floating down and dude was laughing at him, he's like, ha, 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 ha. And Yondu was like, what's so funny? <laughs> he was like, you look like Mary Poppins. And he was like, is he cool? And he's, he paused for a second. He's like, hell yeah, he's cool. And he was like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Fucking love that shit, bro. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I would totally say that shit. I'm the type of person that would fucking walk out in the middle of Times Square with an umbrella and scream, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, my God. 
I love that. That did it for me with that movie, dude. I fell in love with that movie that night. I'm Can Mary Poppins, y'all. Are you serious? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And he had the Southern accent to go with it. Yes, oh, baby. <laughs> I'm um, Mary Poppins, y'all. My parting words will be a little bit different. I'd say uh, everybody <laughs> just work on your mantras. Those are really, really positive. The things that you tell yourself every single day, they, they really hold a lot of power. Your words and your beliefs hold a lot of power. So if you want a new job, job. tell yourself every day, I'm getting a new job. You need more money, more money. tell yourself that abundance is around and you're going to get it. If you need anything, work on your mantras. I want to say real quick that we are gods. Most of us just do not realize it yet. We are. We are gods. You know what the definition of a god was in Egypt? Someone who ate here, that stood on two feet, and excreted out of their ass. I know. It sounds silly, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Laugh, laugh. Ha, ha, ha. But um, bullshit aside, we are gods. Yes. Most of us just don't realize it yet. And we have that power. We can do this shit. Magic is the technology of God and or gods. It's a technology. It really is. Oh, real quick, real quick. I want to say this. I'm sorry. I know we're getting out of time. Mm -hmm. um, I work with a guy, a guy named Stacy Brown Jr., who is yeah. a Bigfoot slash uh, skunk ape hunter. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be in a movie called The Mookie Experiments. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know about that. You do? Yes, I know about okay. that. Um, well, I'm I'm the guy that's conjuring Lucifer. <laughs> so when you watch the movie, are you acting in the movie doing it, or are you doing it for real? No, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> I'm oh. doing it. This isn't no bullshit. This is a okay. real documentary, man. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Stacy's a cool guy, man. I've known him for quite a while. He's I did not know you knew Stacy. He yeah. lives like, dude. He lives two miles, literally two miles down the road from me. Okay. He picks yeah. me up all the time. You know, we just finished filming the Mookie experiments four weeks ago. That's awesome, man. That's better. Yeah. Well, when it comes out, man, be sure to share it to the group. Hell yeah, bro. Well, with that being said, Mistress, you have anything else you want to add? or Just be safe, guys. Just be careful and be safe. That sounds, that's the best advice, I think, you could all use. Yeah. Well, with that you know being what? said, God bless everybody. And thanks, everyone, for the good questions. I appreciate that. Good night.